With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. This is the Joe Hoff Show on TNT Radio. Well, good afternoon, good evening, and good morning to wherever you may be for being here today. We really appreciate it. We've got a great show again. It's been an incredible week. You think uh, think about the guests that we've had here. We start off with Tyler Nixon, former, uh, well, still, I believe, an attorney for Roger Stone, a good friend of his. And then we uh, went from that to General Flynn on Tuesday with an incredible interview uh, that you can still see. You can go out to the uh, website, tntradio.live. You can, I've back, I've also have a, it embedded at my site, joehoff.com. And a half-hour interview with the general that was just spectacular, talking about the deep state and and really deep state lawfare. What what monsters we have, uh, you know, here. Saw saw it in full fledged yesterday in the Rudy Giuliani case in uh, in D.C. What a what a sham! What a sham! We've got uh, Barack Obama did major league destruction to the United States, and it's because it's, it was spiritual. It was really dark. We had a great country. We had a lot of belief in our judicial system, our justice system. I did. Maybe I was a fool. But for the most part, I thought things were working pretty well. Then we saw Obama and the crimes they were getting away with. And it was like, what's going on here? This guy's giving money to, to Iran. Or, well, wait a minute. What, what's going on? Billions? What? Gave him a plane full of cash. What? We see the pallets. We see the pictures. Pallets of cash given to Iran what it just you just uh with obama we got the 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 shock it was a shock every day he he gave billions uh to the i believe it was to the taliban in order to release uh five and and released five of the the taliban five these horrible horrible monsters uh that were involved in uh in in running Afghanistan and murdering you know thousands of people and 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 ultimately involved in the uh, World Trade Center uh, to some extent uh, for sure I mean so yeah so that that was amazing he paid them billions of dollars to let him go and uh, what, what was that about how do you pay somebody and give them billions of dollars how do you let go of, of, of people and give them billions of dollars i suppose uh there's some there's some thoughts a lot of people believe now 9 11 was maybe even set up is that what you do to pay off people i don't know i don't know a lot of questions but but uh whatever it was criminal whatever and it was criminal to give uh, our enemies uh billions of dollars and he, he had that uh, trade deal with China that was going to give China everything U.S. would do. U.S. would get uh, you know crushed overseas, but China would get basically free trade with the U.S. It was a one-sided deal that was crazy. And even, even the rhinos could see parts of that. Not all of them. I heard uh, from a good friend who was a representative at the time that McCarthy was, was uh, petitioning her to... Uh, to, to sign on this TPP deal, it was uh, it was uh, it was not good for the United States. Trump comes in, changes it all. Yeah, it puts in place real real agreements that help the U.S. The prosperity here was massive, massive. And uh, but the Justice Department was damaged. The ju- judicial system was damaged. Here's what happened to Rudy Giuliani. If you haven't heard, 
So he's being sued by, well, I believe, well, he's he's down in Fulton County criminally charged with some bogus lie and um, all related to the fact that he that he shared the obvious of the uh, massive steal going on in Georgia. By the way, um, I haven't been asked about this stuff yet under oath, and I think there's a reason why, because uh, I, I know being a, being a former corporate executive, corporate auditor, that election never should have been certified. There was no way, no way, no no way a, a man of, or woman of integrity would have signed off on those results. They would have said, no, sorry, sorry, uh, there's no support here. Your systems are broke. We have evidence of that. We have a government report since 2020 stating that the systems in that were used in Georgia, the Dominion systems were, they they lack security. A bad actor could hack in, and uh, once hacked, they could flip an election. That's how that the government's own report uh, for a, for an audit from a uh, yeah, from a professor at Michigan who's a liberal. And uh, so the systems were broke. Uh, we know that there's ballots still that are in hiding that they won't let us look at. Had to go to court to try to get them still blocked in the courts, even though the Supreme Court of Georgia came in and said, no, you you, you have a right to look at them. Uh, that's the, now the appellate court sitting on them for a year. It's outrageous. This is the kind of stuff going on today. And then, and then the processes were totally broken. Uh, you know, kicking all the uh, uh, observers out of the... Uh, out of the center, the State Farm Center in the middle of the night, and then shoving ballots through uh, tabulators. Uh, whether they were kicked out or not, whether they were, uh, whether they just decided to go home, take a nap, whatever it might be, the fact that they were counting ballots in the middle of the night was a crime. Because uh, Georgia law, their statutes clearly say that you have to, you know, there has to be observers there. Uh, so, you know, the processes were broke. There was actually a guy who was there. He wrote a report. He says, basically, all hell's breaking loose in the middle of the night and get and sends right writes it down it's it's in a report that's so we know the processes were broke as well everything was broken georgia never should have been certified and yet they certified these results gave the election to joe biden uh by twelve thousand ballots it was it was a it was a scam it was totally garbage it's, it's gross grotesque and uh you know so that's what Rudy Giuliani's being being indicted for in Georgia. But in in D.C., he was indicted basically by the same for the same case. He wrote he shared a bunch of information with the Senate in Georgia after the election. And one of the senators, Lagone, is a is a judge as well. He wrote his report basically stating this this election never should have been certified. Of course, that's ignored by our media. They say in in Rudy's uh, appearance yesterday, you read all the big media. They'll say there's no evidence of uh, anything wrong in Georgia in 2020. It's such a lie. It's just a lie. And that's our media. They just they're no longer media. They're they're pushing. They're 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 worse than uh, Pravda. From from well, Pravda was the media of the communist regime running Russia when we were growing up in the Cold War. And we'd laugh about their stories. These guys are laughable. It's, it's so disgusting. Unfortunately, there's no America out there that's uh, the counteraction to this uh, assault on America. And our and our and, and this has been taken over. This was Obama. This all happened under Obama. It was totally taken over. The media never said anything wrong about Obama. The guy gives billions to terrorists. No, never. They stand up for him, and they're still doing it now with Joe Biden. It's unbelievable. The, the reports were a couple days ago. Uh, well, when we, when uh, Biden was, uh, they announced that they are going to do an official impeachment investigation on Biden. Uh, all the all the major media says, "Oh, and there's no evidence of wrongdoing by Biden." It's just a lie. It's just a lie. They just lie.
Rudy Giuliani could destroy it in a day. He said, uh, this is the most evidence I've ever seen in a case. I could destroy this in a day. He said, it's unbelievable. He has Joe Biden on tape bragging about committing a crime in Ukraine. You've got Hunter Biden in, in text messages telling, you know, saying dad gets, uh, you know, 10% to the big guy or whatever. You're bitching about it because he wanted more money, I guess, so he could, you know, blow it on uh, on uh, God knows what, drugs and, and hookers. That's what Pierce what was mostly on his... Uh, on his laptop that he left at that store all probably blown away when he did anyways uh so rudy lands in front of an obama judge in dc she uh she says you're not working with the other team so i'm just going to step in and i'm going to find you guilty of all crimes apparently a judge could do that no no jury no no hearing no no nothing no evidence provided nothing she finds Rudy guilty. The media comes out and says, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani found guilty. It's, it's a lie. An Obama judge stepped in and, and deemed him guilty, just like a any any narcissistic uh, evil judge in China or Russia, uh, anywhere in the world. Anywhere there's a despot, you'll see a judge like that. Now Brazil. I mean, this isn't America. So she so then now they go to sentencing. And uh, and so that's what happens to Rudy, and the media all says, "Oh my God, he's so bad." Blah blah blah. It's just outrageous, just simply outrageous what's going on. And uh, America, we got to pray. I tell you what, sit back and pray. Pray every day for this country, for its leaders, that we get good leaders, strong leaders, smart leaders, uh, people that are well informed. Because I think, uh, well, you know, from my perspective now, really kind of digging into this for the last. Mm, it's uh, probably eight years since 2016. That's when I started writing at the Gateway Pundit. Even though I had a full-time position as an international executive in Hong Kong, I thought I'd do that. Had some big drudge links, et cetera. Had a lot of success. That's what kept me going. And um, it eventually led me back home uh, to where I'm you know, writing at joehoff.com. We have the show here. Invited on a number of shows. I was on Brandon House last night talking about the border and how China's so involved with it, pushing these drugs into America like the Opium War of uh, 200 years ago. Un, you know, just the stuff that's happening in this country is just frightening. You start looking into it. So, yeah. So, anyways, that's what's uh, that's what's going on with Rudy. The great news today uh, coming out is that David Clements is coming out with his uh, new movie. It's coming out today. It's documentary called Let My People Go. And you can go to joehoff.com to see how to order it. You can get it online. Uh, you can you can order CDs or DVDs, and uh, so there's various ways that you can you can make an order. I'm sure his site's overwhelmed right now because um, because a lot of people want to see this. And it came out this morning, 7 a.m. Eastern, that you could have uh, that you could sign up to get the movie and uh, and sign up to live stream it. So I'm really excited about it. I'm in and I'm in the trailer. There's a trailer there at joehoff.com, three minute trailer you can watch to, to watch, uh, you know, just what he's talking about. I get to, he, he grabbed a couple of phrases from me talking about the election in 2020, where I basically say what I've already said. Uh, the reason the election was stolen is because it never should have been certified. Never, never. Nobody with integrity would ever sign off on this. No, no. If our financials in the corporate world were like this, nobody would trust them. Nobody. It'd be, you know, and that's that's been that's probably next. That's probably next. Because they're just they're it's a cancer that's crossing across all cultures and all industries, 
uh, in the country. And uh, that was the one thing I was involved in. No, we would not accept uh, fraudulent results. Sorry, we wouldn't do it. Sorry. Everything had to be tick and tied, supported. The systems had to be working and not, they had to be secure. You'd never put in place a system that was, that was, that had no security. I mean, this is why the election was stolen. Anyways, that line is in the movie and I, and uh, proud to be able to say that that was my line. I've written three books on the steel. You can get those. Also, you can find those at joehoff.com. They'll link you to Amazon or go to Amazon, look up Joe Hoff and three books on the steel. I come up with the same conclusion. That's what hit me. I was talking to somebody the other day. It's like, you know, as I was going through this, I didn't think about, you know, I was thinking about that way. I knew all this evidence was out there uh, of the stolen election. I started inventorying it. And then um, as I'm going through it, I'm going like, well, this is this, this election never should have been certified, never should have been certified. At the end of each chapter in, in my second book, you'll see it never should have been certified across the board. It's just there was no reason. I think the uh, one thing that was actually you know, pointed out by the guy from Dilbert, uh, the cartoonist, is uh, he wrote a tweet where he says, he says, don't kid yourself. This election was broken when they kicked us out of the rooms. We couldn't see what was going on. I mean, that was against the law. Nobody was held accountable, and uh, and the election was busted. Then, I mean, seriously, who who gives who would who would give it any credibility? Nobody of integrity. You'd say no, you can't. Sorry, can't rely on this section of the audit. Sorry, and that's what you do in the corporate world. You say I'll give you well, I'll say I'll give you a qualified opinion, meaning uh, yeah, the numbers look great except for this, and um, in this election, it, it would have just been an unqualified opinion. It's just. Nothing was working. Nothing was right. And you'll see it. You'll see that in David's movie. I really highly recommend it. I hope you can go out there and get it. It's going to be great. So lots going on. We've got a breaking story coming out of California. And our good friend Paul Preston from New California is going to share that. And I just put that up at joehoff.com too. Our good friend Shelby Bush out there in Riverside, California, came out with some breaking news there. You're blown away. Anyways, our good friend Paul Preston from New California will be joining us next talk about that and so much more so hang tight we'll be right back on the joe hoff show tnt radio's james freeman we have new revised figures from the office for national statistics showing that legal that's not illegal that's legal net migration to the uk has witnessed one of the largest increases on record three quarters of a million additional people are now living in the uk in the space of just one year a huge number that comes just three years after we left the European Union. Now, I didn't vote for Brexit um, because of immigration. I voted because of democracy, but millions did vote because they think too many people are coming into the country, which makes what the government has allowed to happen an absolute two fingers up to the people and democracy. Another example, if we needed another, of how the government does the exact opposite to what the people want and vote for. The Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform, that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans. That's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mouth. 
Freedom of the press is about your right to know. It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious, some are easy to miss, but they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. Protectpressfreedom.org. Plug in. Website. TNTradio.live. Check it out. Today's News Talk Radio. It's the coolest. TNT. Hey, we're back. This is Joe Hoft on The Joe Hoff Show, and I have with me Paul Preston, live from California. Uh, and uh, really, the genius behind uh, the new California movement. Paul, welcome to the Joe Hoff Show. Yeah. I've never been called a genius. I've been called a lot of other names. And most recently, <laughs> the ones that are being called are not really affectionate. <laughs> no, no, I bet not. At least from the other side. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it shows that you're doing yeah. something right. You know, if you're targeted, that it definitely tells you that you're on, you're over the target. So you certainly are there with New California. So what's what's new? What's going on out there? Well, uh, tons of things. Um, geez, where do we begin? You know, the California financial collapse has actually been admitted to now by the state of California as of yesterday. And uh, so we wow. published an article about that. As you know, this has been long anticipated by us. We've been saying these things. I, In fact, uh, Chris and I were lamenting about this on the show the other day that the first time I contacted Chris, now we've known each other since uh, 1994, Orange County bankruptcy, but I contacted him about 2013, 14, said, you know, California is going to go belly up and you need to come and join the new California movement. And he said, no, it wasn't his time. And uh, so finally in 2018, he finally, you know, late 2018, early 2019, he says, I'm all in now. Um, he says he's, he, he knew it was going to happen. He says, now it's really going to happen. And we were predicting in 2021 uh, but of course, California got that ninety-some billion dollar bailout by Joe Biden, and that you know that knocked us off for about a year. Now there's no bailout. Um, all in on all the numbers, it looks like there's over a two hundred billion dollar cash deficit that they're facing right now. They're only admitting to the sixty-eight billion, uh, which should, <laughs> yeah, put this into perspective, Joe. Um, Florida's budget's only forty-seven billion dollars a year. Mm. California is wow. $247 billion a year. And wow. right now they they admittedly have the number at $68 billion is what they're saying. They're, so in other words, the last six months of this fiscal year, they don't have any money. In fact, they're in debt, $68 billion. Cash, that's, what's, that's what they need and they don't have it. But that's not the real number. Um, Chris has the number more towards the $200 billion side. So, you you know how they fudge the numbers and everything, and um, there. But either way, it's devastating. There's no getting up from this. There's absolutely. I don't. I don't. Do you have any idea how they could do that? <laughs> um, no, no, because uh, you know, and it's funny because we had Chris Streeter here on the show about a week ago, I guess, a week ago Monday, and he right. he came out with some of these numbers, and they're just shocking. And 
And I realized that I had written in my first book that I wrote back around 2012 or so, I had a piece where I referred to Chris Street. It was written by Chris Street when he was writing at Breitbart. And um, it was <laughs> yeah. about it was about the failing uh, California economy, how people were leaving the state, and how they called it even taxifornia. There was one piece, and my my whole uh, thesis in this book was suggestions for the U.S. from overseas because there were some things that were really working well. One was in Hong Kong, their tax regime was very simple and very low. So the the right. the total whether a corporation or individual is like sixteen percent, and uh, and that's it. You know, you reach that level, that's what you pay. Everybody above that level pays 16%, no matter matter if you're a corporation, individual. I thought it was a policy we should have, you know, adapted here. Trump adopted a lot of it. And, and the, the other thing is it's really simple. So California, um, they keep increasing their taxes. Even back then, people were leaving the state. Now, you know, I, what I hear, is it a million people left the state in the last year or is it more than that, Paul? It's, um, do, do, you, it's you know? it, it, my, my numbers, my people tell me, and I've been watching this whole thing since the mid 2005, 2006 era. Um, but our people are telling us it's more like three to five have left. Now we've had, you know, illegal immigration come in and kind of do some replacement there. But our numbers are still pretty high in terms of those yeah. that have been left and those that were contributing to the tax base, you know, either through businesses or, or you know, whatever their employment. But um, that's all gone now. I mean, there really is a distinct upper and lower class. The middle class is gone. That's really what we're yeah. seeing here. And that's the last thing you want to see go, because I think that what I've heard, that's really the meat and the potatoes behind an economy is that middle class that really, especially in the U.S., this massive middle class that's been really, really producing and making a lot of money. And under Trump, we did. You don't want to lose that. This, this strategy, though, I've seen this with companies in the past, Paul, where they will offer a buyout. And the only people that take the buyout usually people that are getting ready to retire or it's people that are really talented they grab it because they know they can get a job in another company so what right. you end up with is the less desirable employees that stick around and uh those that are afraid yeah. to move get comfortable in their situation and the same thing now with california kind of on a macro basis you get rid of that middle class these people flee the state because they're getting crushed by the taxes there and everything else and so what do you do you bring in these uh low-income uneducated people and it's just the stupidest well, thing you'd ever want to do to any any country state or community why would you want to do that well, what what the clever thing a lot of these um, companies have done is they've gone to India and China, and they brought in some of your more better educated people to take these high tech jobs that are difficult. And what we experienced for about a, an eight year period that was going on, especially in any place that had anything to do with technology, down in San Diego or uh, Orange County, or in certainly in the Bay Area is you had a lot of angst by employees that were deliberately being trained, that were training their replacements that were from India and Pakistan and China. And, you know, this, this took about six months for everybody to kind of figure this. And then the, the employers were actually getting rid of those that were there before and replacing them with yeah. the, uh, the foreigners, literally illegal foreign national, well, 
foreign nationals with green cards. So that replacement type of thing has gone on. And now, um, of course, the the vacancies, everything business-wise, because the climate is so bad in California for any business, you have, uh, you know, just shells of company or buildings all over the place. Uh, Silicon Valley, Silicon Gulch, I mean, it is absolutely empty. And you wow. go to the Bay Area and the all those big high rises in the Bay Area that look so beautiful from when you're out in the Bay Area, out there, um, they're all empty. They're just yeah. empty. And again, these people mm. just didn't want to tolerate any more of the feces on the feet and, you know, the the, the fentanyl uh, people laying on the streets looking like their corpses. They just didn't want to have that anymore. So they've all gone, too. So it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, we're having this replacement invasion taking place. Then we take a look at what's going on with uh, China and, you know, how they how they want to do things, because. I really am concerned that I, I take a look at that and I say, well, are they going to bring in all these new Chinese to occupy those buildings that are empty now? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you got to be thinking about that. That's a, is that the technique that we're looking at? Well, it's a good question, but I'll tell you, I mean, a lot of thoughts there, Paul. One is, I, I there are some numbers I, I saw yesterday. They're saying like 30% of the illegals that are crossing the border into California now are reportedly Chinese of military age. Correct. I'm like, you know, we're all like, what's going on there? I see these every day. I see a new video, of a stream of young men crossing the crossing that border, and not just in California, but across the southern states. And it's like these people are not. Uh, they they are all of military age. They look like an army as they even walk in line. The the other thing is one person pointed out. I, I heard he says, well, these people aren't. They're not refugees. We're letting them in in the country because they just say they're a refugee and we trust them. Right, right, boom. They stupidest say policy am- on in. Yeah, yeah. Stupidest yeah. policy ever in 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 God's green earth. It's it's scary. It's so stupid. It's an Obama policy that was put in place to to basically destroy this country. There's no other reason for it, and that's what Obama did. He wanted to, he wanted systemic change in this country. But yeah, I, I look at China. Look at Hong Kong. When I was there for ten years, the policy was that if uh, you were going to cross the border, you had to go through customs. And and Hong Kong wouldn't let anybody into their country unless they had a visa or and they, you can't get a visa, a long term visa, unless you have a job and or money. You, they are not going to take care of you. Uh, but they and, and so by doing that, they do have a social program that health care is free and and they don't do it through insurance like this monkey business we have in the U.S. They right. do it by building. They have their own government uh, facilities, uh, you know, clinics across the across the uh, the country, and they have a you know hospitals, and it's it's basically free. But if you want some, if you want, uh, you can still get a private insurance, and there's private hospitals for those that have the money and want to do so, and a lot of corporations provide that to their employees. But they can, and every year Hong Kong had a surplus, so they can do this through smart policies, protecting who comes in and out of your country. You know, uh, not letting anybody do it. China does the same thing. This is the thing that blows me away, Paul, about California and the southern border. China's not doing this. Go try to sneak into China and see what yeah, happens right. to you. I mean, yeah. good luck. Yeah. You're, it ain't. Yeah. Gonna, you're going to be probably dead. You know, and uh, but not. But and so they're sitting back laughing at us as they push fentanyl into our country. Chinese military-aged men and women. 
it's it's frightening what's going on and and our you know our government is working with them it's all you can possibly say yeah um you know i had uh, i've had michael yawn on a couple of times and he's very enlightening and i've you know it had been berkwam and uh, you know, we've been covering the border. I've been down to the border a few times. I used to go down to the, I used to go to Mexico all the time on doing missionary work. And, uh, you know, that uh, I've seen the whole evolution take place. And of course, here in California, we've, when I was in education in Orange County in particular, we were always getting hit up by the communists about Viva La Raza and uh, wanting to take back uh, Northern Cal California back into Ozatlan, called the Reconquista movement. We had to deal with the youth, the communist youth. Oftentimes, as uh, college students enrolling at the high schools to deliberately create trouble with the Mexican students to rile them up about um, being defiant to the schools and, and creating disturbances and things like that. I mean, that was back in the 90s, 80s and 90s, wow. all that stuff going on so they were laying the groundwork for the the present day situation when i used to go down to mexico to do work i'd go into the orphanages and go into the classrooms because i was an educator and you always see the map of mexico but it always included you know california arizona new mexico nevada colorado texas all the part of what was old mexico before the uh, mexican-american war of 1846 and that's how they looked at it. And it was all reconquista movement. That So kids in the classroom from the tiniest of age have been seeing that map since, you know, the late 1930s. And now here it is. They're just acting out on it. But the biggest problem we have, and I just want to bring this to your attention, this this is what I woke up to this morning. My, um, my um, chairperson, well, my person, <laughs> I shouldn't say exactly who, my chairperson in San Diego, gets up uh, text me this morning about in uh she has she was at the airport last night in san diego and she said that there's hundreds literally hundreds of illegal immigrants mostly african africans hanging out in the airport that was last night's yeah. news oh, i just got that this morning when i woke up and said oh greetings mm -hmm. okay um so yeah, yeah we're seeing this and it's a and especially with the um, military aged men in particular, most of them are men that we're seeing. And I get reports from the Southern area all the time about what's happening. Uh, this is a, a big concern because we've heard about, you know, fifth columns within California. We've heard about weapons being cached in different places. Um, and, you know, this is, these are great. These are reports that have been coming in for years, solid reports. So now the question is, what are they doing and where are they hanging out? We, yeah. we have a pretty good idea that most of these are people are hanging out on the Indian reservations. Um, and we're is talking about right? in Arizona, you know, the Navajo Indian Reservation and Southern California Indian Reservations in particular. So there seemed to be a team network going on between the Indians and, and the Chinese. And uh, that's a, we've, like I said, we've done the deep dive and we had people inside and out and they've uh, all reported that the military, Chinese military in particular, are, do have a presence on these uh, Indian reservations. So that's where they are. And the question is, what are they going to do and when are they going to do it? And uh, we know that there's uh, a lot of angst going on in a lot of places. Uh, you know, the, the, the idea that Xi Jinping would come out here to California and as I say, Xi Jinping comes out to San Francisco and lifts his leg and uh, makes his mark and claims California. 
And uh, there's a lot of people that look at Gavin Newsom and, and Jerry Brown and what they've been doing and saying, making treaties illegally against the Constitution, you know, agreements and treaties with foreign countries, with Venezuela, with Cuba, with, Ca with uh, Canada and the likes, so even though they're environmental, they're so student, and even China. You know, Jerry Brown signed several environmental agreements with China. Well, that's all illegal. And, you know, I used to call Jerry Brown in his era because he had such a tight network with Mexico, El Presidente. And uh, now, you know, and of course, what happened at that point in time with Jerry Brown is they, start, they started spawning the Cal Exit program. And the Cal Exit program was a secessionist movement to leave America and to take California and to split it off into its own country. And so when we stood up as New California, um, we were very aware of what they were saying and the language that they were looking at is, was completely secessionist, just like you had uh, secessionist movements that just preceded from 1850 to 1861, the, the Civil War. This is a secessionist movement of the same mold. Uh, Calexit kind of came and went. You may recall they had even opened up an embassy at the time, but in 2017, 16, in Moscow. Um, now we've got them. Um, I think what's happening with, with Gavin Newsom is uh, he's basically doing the same thing. And we have said in all of our grievances, 190 grievances, 20 declarations of default and truth, um, we've said that California uh, really is trying to secede from the union. We do say that in every single one of them. You can read them. Um, it, it's just it's just a fact. That's that's what their policies look like. That's why I think they've driven everything into oblivion right now from an economic standpoint, trying to position themselves for some sort of uh, help or assistance coming in from China or someplace else. Uh, we do know that um, that Gavin Newsom has made backroom deals with Xi Jinping. We're aware of that. And so what are we going to see here is um, potentially a secessionist movement rising out of California rather than a separatist movement, which is what New California State's all about. But we're not going to let that happen. Uh, absolutely not. New Californians are not going to let that happen, and we're going to stand strong against that. And, uh, and the best weapon we have is a communications tool, as you know. And uh, it's very effective, and I believe it will prevail at the end of the day. I'm a little concerned about what's going on in Congress. Um, my the 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 great hope that we've been seeing there, um, Mr. Uh, Johnson. Uh, is it Johnson? Yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Um, Secretary, uh, the House uh, Speaker uh, has been sidling up with uh, Paul Ryan. What's yeah. up with that? You know. And, yeah, I know uh, that picture of him yesterday. Yeah. That's just absolutely oh, yeah. wrong to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Paul yeah, Ryan came out with a statement yesterday too, talking about Trump. He says, uh, "Well, Trump narcissistic." Like, what are you right. talking about? They talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Paul Ryan <laughs> never liked Trump from the start. No. He was behind that uh, that whole tape that uh, they will call it the pussy tape. That's what they called it. Yeah, he was behind it. His guys were behind that. We tied it back to Paul Ryan. He he. Funny enough, he had Trump coming out to Wisconsin that weekend. Or he was finally going to back Trump, and then this tape comes out a day or two beforehand. So then he disinvites Trump. He goes there and he bashes Trump. 
And then he gets on a phone call. We find out about two months later with all the all the GOP reps, somebody taped it and leaked it about two months later, where he said, I'm not behind Trump now. I'll never be behind Trump. It's repulsive what he said, blah, blah, blah. Totally ignoring Bill Clinton and the slime dog that he is. It's, it was comparing a grape to a to a you know semi truck load of watermelons. It's like unbelievable uh, how he could uh, do that. And that's that was it. Trump came back and smashed the Clintons right away in that debate and just pointed out for all of these women that have been abused by Trump to that or by Clinton to that debate. And they sat there in the front row and and Trump uh, crushed Hillary. Right. Uh, a couple of days later, it was beautiful and uh, said, yeah, because you'd be in jail, that famous line, <laughs> the greatest line in any debate, uh, talking to Hillary, not knowing at the time that she was she was conniving behind the scenes to set him up in a in a bogus case, uh, in which, you know, turned into the Russia collusion lie, which they harassed him with for three, four years. So, yeah, these people are they're really they're really dark. They don't care about this country. And there's groups of people like you. Uh, Chris uh, Street shared the other day. He said, you guys have something like uh, three, 400,000 people that are associated with this movement to start this new state. I was pretty pretty impressed by that. I know I've met yeah. a number of the uh, leadership of that, of, of your group, Paul. It's uh, it's pretty amazing what's going on right now. Yeah, it, it really is. And he leaked the... He leaked the numbers. I didn't want him to, but he leaked the numbers. But you know, I just um, yeah. But there's and there's more coming. Uh, we're we're really seeing a shift because there's been and you know people that are here like myself. We're standing our ground. Uh, you have a lot of loyal Californians that are loyal to California, um, and like I am. I mean, we all are. Uh, but the bottom line is California, as we know it as a government, is really sick. <laughs> it, it's not going to come mm -hmm. back. Uh, it's distorted itself. So now we have an opportunity, and this is why I say New mm -hmm. California is going to do the, all the things, the corrective things that need to be done to California that we can do. It's the only option that we have. You can't, um, you, the way the system is, the way our constitution is, you just can't stop and change everything and then um, commit to breaking contracts and laws and things like that. We just can't do that. So there is a process that we are putting in place. And of course, that's Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution. Um, we will have clean credit. California has no clean credit right now. That's why they're, you know, they can't get a loan anywhere. They can get a tax revenue anticipation note. But as you know on that, that money comes in and goes right back to the to the lender. Uh, they can't play around with any, they don't have any discretionary funds. Um, and like I said, in another month, um, they're already starting to issue warrants. I, I suspect by the end of this month and next month, there'll be more warrants. And pretty soon, they just don't have any money. And or wow. whatever money that does come in is going to be very limited to, you know, essentials, you know, like making sure that the street lights work and things like that, if they can do that. Uh, your counties are running out of money. Your school districts are running out of money. Um, and now the realization is starting to hit with the general public. But what's happening is that we're getting more and more people come to us and say, yeah, I think maybe a new state and splitting the state uh, like we're planning to do constitutionally um, is the right thing to do. And so we're starting to see that every day I get reports from my county chairs saying they've had conversations or people have called them and they're having meetings. I mean, I'm being inviting, invited to places I'd never thought I'd be invited to. Um, mm -hmm. 
right now in terms of uh, party affiliations <laughs> because they just want to yeah. know and i just i'll just tell you the truth what we can do and if you i don't care yeah. what party you are if you're a democrat you're a liberal libertarian whatever you know this is where we are we need everybody's help on board here republican democrats and so on no communist uh -huh. please no we don't need the communists no. or the fascists or the nazis I no. just, welcome. No. i'm sorry uh they're just not that's well, right welcome. and we're gonna yeah, they sure can stay with newsom yeah. Hey, I tell you what, Paul, let's jump. Let's take a real quick break on our end and we'll be right back. And let's talk about the rat. We already know the rationale for New California. Uh, you've got an open border. You've got a, a fiscally, uh, financially bankrupt state. And yet it's so prosperous. And yet these monsters have made it bankrupt and you have no say it's tyranny. And so tyranny. we know the problems, isn't it? Let's talk some more about that after the break, as well as what's what's going on moving forward with uh, New California. I'm really interested in that. So we'll be right awesome. back after a short break with Paul Preston from New California. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Well, they're wrapping up the climate conference. And I got to tell you, folks, if these people do what they say they're going to do and what they're going to try to do, the world is in a lot of trouble. I have never seen such a gathering of sanctimonious know-nothings in my life. It makes what happens at the UN, which by the way is part of this, just go out of control. It's like it's on steroids. The biggest hypocrisy is claiming that you're going to do all this for the children of the world, your children and grandchildren. First of all, you are going to subject them to nothing but energy poverty the rest of their life. Secondly, most of these people that are supporting all this fossil fuel ending also support the termination of human life depending on what a mother wants to do. Now, I'm not going to get into the fact that this is a person's choice. I'm strongly pro-life. But what I am going to say is when you come out and say to me, I need to save the climate to save the children, and then you advocate for policies that won't even let those children be born, what does that say about what is inside of you? I want you to think about that because there's a common thread in all of this. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future, with nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn, to get an education, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Gracias. Gracias. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hey, we are back. This is Joe Hoft on the Joe Hoft Show with Paul Preston from New California. We were just talking during the break about how Paul's, uh, this idea was formulated of creating this new state. And uh, one thing Paul mentioned to me was that he he was in Europe and he went to a uh, some sort of church where he learned right. about 
communism and the ending how they ended communism over there maybe you can share a little bit about that well i um i went to europe um in 1992 actually with the janet evans group and she was swimming in the olympic games and so my main goal was to go to uh, Barcelona and, and the Olympics, which we did do. But um, the, the other part of it, I was spending a lot of time, about three weeks in advance of that, I wanted to find out about the collapse of communism. And I spent three weeks finding nothing. I went to Eastern Europe and saw bombed out, devastated land that had never been rebuilt. And then uh, off to you know Barcelona, Spain, I went. Interestingly enough, I stopped in um, in Zurich, from Munich to Zurich in the train, it was 12.10 a.m. on the morning in which the borders all went down in Europe for the U European Union. I was there wow. and I saw that. And so I went on to Barcelona, Spain, and um, ran into Roger Thoreau of the Wall Street Journal. And um, he's the guy who kind of gave me the big clues and hints, and there's a whole story behind that. I'll defer the story. But um, to go to the Church of St. Nikolai in Leipzig, Germany, and talked to a guy by the name of Christoph Friedrich Marcurius. And so I went back. I had already been in Leipzig, but I went back to Leipzig, went to the Church of St. Nikolai, and I had an interview with him. And uh, he told me about the collapse of communism, how it actually happened from his standpoint, because that's where the Monday night masses were that ultimately drove Eric Honecker out of business um, in 19, 1989, November 9th, 1989, when the wall fell. And uh, he said the miracle was really that um, that the practicing of his Christian Protestant faith. And he said that um, in at that point in time in Europe, you couldn't pray. You could, I mean, you can go to church. They left the churches open, but you know the priest or the minister they had to have a pre-arranged script as to what they were going to say, and they had to say it word for word. And there's only five people in the audience. And that they were all Stasi, secret police. <laughs> and so they lived that way all the time. And nobody uh, could pray. And if uh, if you prayed and you were ratted out by your family or whatever, they'd, they'd shoot you. Yeah, they were pretty firm in that. So uh, Friedrich, um, he decided that he was going to start praying on his own. So he started and created a mass on Monday nights rather than on Sunday, Monday nights. So he, he prayed to it with himself for about six months and then finally he said i've got to at least take the leap of faith here and ask somebody else if they agree to pray with me and he did six months later those two asked another person and that so this thing escalated uh, throughout the years for about 13 years until finally literally in 1989 the, the honecker government on monday nights was maced with, met with millions of people all throughout eastern germany that were praying and not one person was ever turned into the stasi and so um, that was a big miracle. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of faith. And, you know, you can, faith works. It really does. And uh, so that was the springboard for me to understand the totalitarianism um, that we had to stop. And I knew we could stop it. That was a pretty good formula. But there were other things, too, that came about that would really, um, as I talked to Christoph Neubauer, uh, Christoph Neubauer was the guy who was standing on top of the Fuhrer bunker in Berlin when I went back there and uh, talked to him. And he's the guy you probably see if, if you ever watched the movie Hunting Hitler, the TV series on the History Channel. That's Christoph Neubauer's work. And I had an interview with him for about four hours on the Fuhrer bunker in no man's land right next to the Brandenburg Gate. And he told me about how Adolf Hitler escaped. 
And uh, we are living wow. in the time of Adolf Hitler right now. That's the post time. He died in 1970, according to Peter Lavenda and other people who have documented this now. This all coming from the records of J. Edgar Hoover, by the way. Um, but this is the era that we're in. And you can see that there's an influence. Uh, and as they'll tell you in the movie Hunting Hitler, they do a very good de depiction that their plan Adolf Hitler's plan was to invade America exactly what we're ha having happen right now. There's no difference. And this has been laid out and plowed out. Um, they documented, they did an excellent job of document it, documenting it. Um, Peter Lavenda in his two books, The Rat Line and also um, The Hitler Legacy, which came after The Rat Line, um, he, uh, he's, he says the same thing. Uh, the only difference in the two is that in the movie, and I'll, I'll out this, this is stuff I'm not supposed to talk about, but in the movie, Hunting Hitler, uh, they say he died in Argentina. That is not true. He died in Indonesia, Sarabayu, and his name is Dr. Koch. He went under P-O-C-H, and um, he died in 1970. And all his uh, minions that were hanging on, all the Nazis, you know, Operation Paperclip, they all agreed, there's a big agreement, and you can see the historical records to this, that uh, the Fourth Reich would start January 1st, following the death of Hitler. Well, that would have been January 1st, 1971. And so if you really want to take a look at what's going on, uh, take a look at uh, when, the, um, uh, when a lot of these companies like Pfizer and so on, when they patented their drugs, you'll find it's January 1st, 1971. So I, just a little bit of outing going on there, but uh, yeah, it left an indelible mark on me. And today, you know, when I listened to um, Michael Yan talk about the invasion coming from China, it's pretty obvious that there is an invasion coming from China and it's fitting the plan that I've known about for a long time. Wow, the exact that's just plan. amazing. Amazing story, Paul. I've never heard that uh, Hitler, that there's thought that Hitler died in Indonesia. I've never heard that. I, I'd heard there was rumors that he'd been to Argentina, perhaps even, I think I'd even heard that there was uh, somebody trying to tie him in Chile someplace, but right. I've never heard Indonesia, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I think, I, think, uh, I have had an individual on our, on, on this show from Italy, uh, a young lady f uh, who said that all the leadership of the EU are all sons and daughters of Nazis. Yes. And, uh, they, they, she said, the, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you need to take, you need to take a look at, you need to take a look at some of the leadership that's currently in Congress wow. and find out what your relatives are. Well, there's a, there's something to look at. Yes, there is. Breath here, there Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got a lot, and even in this state of California. That's pretty amazing. Uh, any names you can name? Anybody you know that's tied back to the? Uh, to there are names we absolutely II? know, and I'm absolutely not going to talk about it at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Great. But there was uh, there's a lot of rumors. Well, during the truck uh, crisis, uh, the truckers when they in in Canada when they stood up against COVID and the people of Canada backed them, the lady who was behind a lot of that, we tied her back. Her father being a Nazi who left who left Germany, changed his name, 
claimed to be something that he wasn't. And then now his daughter is one of the top people at both the World Economic Forum and in in Canada. And uh, but this lady said that guy who used to run for I think it was from Lithuania originally, then he ran the EU. He was drunk all the time. That that guy, his family made money in World War II from stealing booty from Jews, uh, just like the Soros family, and uh, in World War II. And then uh, and then. As a result, uh, you know, they became very wealthy, but then after the war, they claimed to be Jews like the Soros did. And, and now if you ever say anything bad about the guy, he'll they'll always use this anti-Semitic statement, which is which is so disgusting knowing what he did to the Jews. It's like right. talk about in your face gaslighting. It's it's gross. And um, but that's what she said. Yeah, the EU's the leadership there is all former, uh, you know, related to Nazis. Yeah. So there's fourth right yeah it's real if, if it if it acts and seems like nazi it is you know and yeah. uh what about obama he acts and he seems like a nazi that's because he is his influence you know he grew up in indonesia right it's very well documented. he grew up in indonesia and had this influence uh we know about this and Back in uh, 2000, 2012 on my i was uh, talking to john b wells on coast to coast and I said that what we're witnessing in terms of Barack Obama is Barack Obama is trying to use the same tactics as the Nazis did in the 1930s right here in America. And he was like shocked by that. And they pulled my, uh, I got a, I got a copy of it, but uh, they pulled it. They pulled that clip out of his show. <laughs> wow. And I said to myself, Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did I say something? Uh -huh. They didn't like it coast to coast or what? And uh, of course, you know, John B. Wells is doing his own thing too. He he left uh, coast to coast, but that had nothing to do with me. But I'm, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think so. But he he's a, he's doing his own thing, of course. Right. Well, it's pretty amazing, the influence with now the World Economic Forum and uh, the influence of China. It seems like they're all working together and they're getting away with it right now. The Bidens are working with them. I don't know how anybody, oh, the and, Bidens, and it's funny sure. because, yeah, it's funny what they're saying. They do this impeachment a couple of days ago, and and this at least starting an investigation, an official official investigation, and the media across the board. I noticed every single media outlet says, "But they're they're Biden's done nothing wrong. There's no evidence of wrongdoing." It, you know, your jaw drops. Yeah. What do you mean? I know. I've seen so much. Look at the border. Border. <laughs> How about that? Let's start there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds and you know, I get my text messages from my people at the border telling me what's going on. I listen to Michael Yan. I, uh, you know, I talk to Michael Yan. I talk to Ben Burke. I talk to these guys and find out the truth. And and they're there. They're not lying. You know, the, the no. last guy in the world to ever lie would be a Ben Burke or a Michael Yan. Uh, yeah. And I can believe my eyes and ears and so on. And never been down to that far, but I've been pretty far into Mexico, and I know how things are down there. And it's, it's certainly not a, uh, a difficult thing to think about what's happening uh, in Mexico now and how these things are playing out. It's, it's certainly not. Yeah. But, you know, if you get the book, The Rat Line, it'll, it'll really diagram a lot for you. You'll It'll expose the Catholic Church as the organization and network that got all the Nazis out of Germany. Um, and, you know, uh -huh. and from there, the tale is being told, uh, as, as you know, from Operation Paperclip and all these things, Dulles, uh, how he formed um, the CIA from the OSS, which is also part, uh, in part, uh, with the assistance of the Gestapo.
that's all documented. Wow. Uh, so wow. you about the deep state, you know, it's, it's not too far to find it, really. Anyway, I think we have um, to run for here, don't we? Yeah, we sure do. But thank you, Paul. That's great having you. I really appreciate it. Good luck with New yeah. California. Thank Keep us posted. We're, we're sure behind will. you all the way. Save that state. Thank you very much. And Joe Hoff, thank thanks you. for being on Agenda 21 Radio. <laughs> we You're appreciate welcome. it. All right, buddy. Nah, thanks a lot. Thanks.